0: Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Join us as we sit down with church leaders to discuss relevant trends and issues for today's church. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's dive into a new episode of Camp Radio.
1: Thank you for joining us on for Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Parrish, and I'll be your host. We are here live at the Bivocational Ministers' Wives Retreat in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, uh, this week, and we are just interviewing a few of our pastors that are here. We have with us today Randy Nichols, he pastor. Uh, uh, Randy is at uh, Maranatha Baptist Church in La- uh, Lafayette. I pronounce no, it. No La- Fayetteville. Fayetteville. I want to say Lafayette. There is a Lafayette, we're Fayetteville. (laughs) Fayetteville, Tennessee. So, Randy, I appreciate you coming and just spending some time and talking to us a little bit. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right.
0: Thank you, Kevin, and thank you for inviting us. Uh, My wife and I have been married 35 years. Um, I was a power lineman by trade, and she's a a school aide because we had three children, and so that worked out for us. Uh, When we reached Right before we reached retirement from that, the Lord did a funny thing and called a power lineman to preach. And so uh, we moved into the ministry and both kept working. Uh, but then the Lord made it work out where we could stop that. But we do still both serve in the school system. In our <laughs> local area, we're bus drivers. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we do school bus driving, and we do full-time ministry at our church now. The Lord is extremely blessed. Uh, they called us to pastor at a broken church with mm-hmm. a half-million dollars debt. Wow. And over 14 years, he has so richly blessed that we're debt-free now. That's correct. Uh, we're on the road to recovery. Uh, this month, we're going to average 95 in Sunday school. That's awesome. And that's that's not just one or two plus. That's 35 plus from our 10-year average. Yeah, so that's awesome. It is. So,
1: so God. When, when God called you in the ministry, you were a lineman. Yes. So how long did you continue to be a lineman and and, uh, and, and be a pastor?
0: Uh, from 2008 until 2014. Oh, wow. Six years, and a lot of that was in the Atlanta area, so I had some a lot of four-hour travels and then across the United States. But every time... In every situation, God opened the door and closed the door and made it all work out. Yeah, so it was, yeah. it was, it was, I can't say enough how good God is yeah. if we just learn to trust Him and, and seek Him.
1: Right. Well, I know, you know, we we are, uh, at, I live in East Tennessee, so we have a lot of snow and a lot of, so, you know, power lines without power happens a lot. So I appreciate the alignment, the but they're up late at night, yes. all night long. And just the stress of the job and then you still trying to uh, be a pastor at the same time can yeah. be very challenging. It,
0: it was challenging, but some great godly people and the the power of God Himself uh, spent as many as 40 days in certain locations because of wow. that. Worked in uh, 28 states yeah. uh, during that, and but God just took care of it and they were so supportive. And it's rewarding because... A uh, power lineman is ministry too, mm-hmm. especially in the storms. Whether sure. it's whether it's summertime hurricanes or wintertime ice, it's actually a ministry to people who are hurting, right. and it, it it gives you a sense of compassion. Right for the ministry.
1: Well, I remember when I lived in, uh, in Lower Alabama, we had hurricanes come through, and we had power uh, companies that would stay at our camp, but they were from other states, and so they would work. I mean, we would we would feed them dinner at ten o'clock at night and breakfast at five in the morning, and they were just going for weeks at a time. And I know that was very difficult. So I appreciate. It. So now you drive a school bus. Yes. Which is, you know, that's actually a great uh, job and ministry. Yeah, too. It's a great ministry and get to
0: speak to children every day. We live. We drive for Moore County, which is the smallest county in the whole state. <laughs> uh... and so it's very rural uh, a lot of one-lane roads mm-hmm. uh... and so we have kindergarten through twelfth grade on the same bus Yeah. so we're the first face they see every day and we're wow. the last face they see in the afternoon so we have an opportunity to minister Yeah. Uh, we do fun things like on the holidays Um, In case people don't know or haven't heard, there is no law against ministry in the school systems. And there's a great uh, deceitful lie all over our state that you can't minister in the school system. So you can do creative things. I have a very crafty wife. And you can put the message of salvation Mm -hmm. in a candy bar, Mm -hmm. uh, on a little homemade pen or anything, and and
1: share with children. And they remember that. Yeah. They really do. Well, and there's a lot who are in broken homes that... You know, they wake up maybe to either the parents not being there or it be a very hostile environment, and to be able to see a smiling face and they get yeah, on the bus makes a big sir. difference. In
0: 2020... If you ride a school bus, it's probably because there's a problem in your home life. I don't mean that derogatory, but uh, our me society takes my child to school and picks Mm -hmm. it up in a nice car. So if you're relegated to the school bus in a rural county, that's probably your only transportation. And so there is an absolute ministry to very, you know, we pick up children in mm-hmm. sheds and houses with no doors, Right. And children
1: wow. that haven't seen an adult in a, in a day or more than a day. So wow. They're and, they're well probably churches have not thought about that. As I know, years ago, we had a school bus, we're not, well, we'll call it a bus ministry. <clears throat> and at the time, you know, that's very popular. Uh, right. and, and, and not so much as now, but those kids are still there and they still are struggling uh, families are falling apart more than ever. And so I, I, I appreciate what you're doing. You're continuing your, extending your ministry, even from the church out in the, the community as well. So tell me a little bit about, uh, your church. Tell me about, uh, some of the challenges that you faced. Um. You mentioned when you called me about the COVID challenges.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so our we live in Lincoln County, which is one of the largest counties, even though we, we drive school buses and more, in our mm-hmm. churches in Lincoln County. So the, the majority of the county took the uh, we're closed route. Mm-hmm. But Maranatha happens to be close to the largest recreational complex in the county, yeah. which is large, yeah. uh, a, almost a dozen sports fields in one facility. Hmm. And so they didn't shut down. Yeah. And so we met with the deacons and said, you know, we're inside of this field, we gotta have church. Yeah. And so the Lord just blessed that. We used our gym for a little while, but uh, you know what was um, nice, and I, I don't have any medical knowledge of any kind, so mm-hmm. I don't portray that. Right. But we, we took the time to measure the chairs yeah. in our full-size gym, six foot in every direction. Yeah. The first Sunday we met in the gym, the people that came to church came and drug their chairs together. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we just started. Uh, we'd been The deacons had been so good to, to meet and work and keep the strength, and we kept some phone chains open and, mm-hmm. and ministry chains, and we offered to serve anybody that we could help. My wife and I actually delivered lunches to the school systems that were closed because we wanted to be— seen and heard as a church but anyway we decided that we should preach christ jesus him uh crucified and resurrected mm-hmm. every sunday no matter what right we we're running about we had had as many as a hundred before couple we were running about 50 yeah and easter 2021 20, mm-hmm. till present the Lord has just overwhelmed our doors. Wow. We, we had 15 salvations and baptisms last year. That's awesome. And, and that's not, you know, There was a, at a church. And, and um, you know, preaching is probably the weakest part of my thing because, you know, I don't have any formal training as yeah. a speaker. But uh, we would see four or five maybe eight salvations a year for ten years yeah and then all of a sudden and the people are just coming and we know beyond a shadow of a doubt it's because um, we didn't choose a certain program we didn't yeah. choose a, a, a certain set of literature we just chose to preach Jesus right. and let it fall where it would because if you if you we did a study through the book of Acts uh-huh. and and the first part of the book of Acts and then on in the if you find the the way the the Holy Spirit moved in the church, it was because uh, Peter was preaching Jesus, John was preaching Jesus, Paul was preaching Jesus, and nothing else. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, things just started happening. Right. Uh, in, in 2019, we still had a hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of debt, hmm. and within six months, it went to zero. Wow. And it's like, how did that happen? Here we took ten years to get rid of three hundred thousand, and now, (laughs) you know, and and there's no wealthy landowners or mayors or governors that attend our church. Right now, at the same time, God decided to change farmland Mm -hmm. into population, Mm -hmm. and we've had a a low-income housing there. They install five houses per acre, small wood frame houses, uh, into our area flat fields around the church. Uh, 2,000 units within a mile of the church, wow. in an area where since the Civil War there's never been a population. It's been a farmland, yeah. and, and you know when housing brings problems for it. But gosh, what a mission field! Yeah. And so we said, you know, we want to reach our community yeah. for Jesus, and look how God has
1: just give us these people. To, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. Uh, so sounds like it has, God's been doing some exciting things. Absolutely. So, so with that, I know uh the challenges with that is you know trying to uh connect with people uh and it looks like you you've overcome those challenges but what about you personally i mean through you know the last few years it's been difficult for a lot of pastors and just this roller coaster of what covid was like and still trying to come out of this What some challenges did you face
0: um uh some though on the personal level one of our children has struggled with addiction for 12 years mm-hmm. and uh we've been involved in uh, every rehab in our area and further right. around I've, I've spent many days sitting in the court system mm-hmm. with my son um we we uh saw economics go up and down and up and down in our area right. there would be no and then there'd be some uh, our largest employer in our county, which employed almost 3,000 people in manor refrigeration, uh, shut the doors wow. in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, they supplied 60% of all salary in our county, a county of 40,000 people. Yeah. yeah, and so um, there's been that challenge, uh-huh. uh, and then again, there's been the challenge of, of housing. In the church, uh, growing pains are, are tough, mm-hmm. and so we, we uh, struggled for leaders and helpers, and then we had things like Um, unqualified leaders and helpers that we had to sort out and move on but yeah uh, we just kept depending on God and and lots of time in prayer and I can't say anything except he did everything that's happened Uh, there was years where I thought you know this is a mundane dead-end road Mm. and then it would just one of our members calls it God winks Mm. Uh, something would happen uh, a particular struggle we dealt with, and a lot of communities deal with it, uh, was teenage suicide. Oh, yeah. And one of our members, one of the young men who attended a broken family, but he attended our church some and his right. mother's church on a Sunday afternoon, um, told his family he was going deer hunting and uh, mm. committed suicide wow. uh, with a gun that his father had bought him and bullets his grandfather bought him and in his great-grandfather's truck, so mm. just a community destruction. So. We have a big community meeting at the high school and said what are we going to do the grandfather says this and praise god he's gone on to glory yeah we're going to preach jesus at that funeral and give an invitation mm. so uh, the high school wasn't large enough to hold it so first baptist church loan loaned their sanctuary
1: yeah
0: and uh the grandfather stood over the casket and preached mm. a message of salvation and 57 teenage children accepted Christ Amen. at wow. the funeral and, and another 30 yeah. I had to be followed up with yeah. but That's incredible. so you know that and it was a real downer for all the people involved and all of a sudden look what God did you yeah. know so again the glory that 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 comes out of our struggle right. so
1: you know well and and youth are uh, they're struggling so much in all communities across the country and so that that is a a focus a lot of our churches and concerned. During
0: that time, we saw our own youth leader uh, get involved in the demon of divorce, mm. uh, lost his wife and his child, and so our youth program basically shut down, yeah. uh, like some other churches, uh, but we just kept praying, just kept working, and, yeah. and uh, about three years later, which is now, our, God provided another youth leader, you good. know, and awesome. uh, we had good faithful people to at least um, substitute mm-hmm. until that. So uh, you know those things. The uh, our communities have been assaulted in our area by a cult called Mark Nine Nine mm-hmm. Mark yeah. uh, from Mark Devers in Washington D.C. And mm-hmm. uh, they actually overtook our one of our largest Baptist churches that had a. Uh, a huge youth following and gathering, and, wow. and so the community has had to go into recovery for that and yeah. lift our sister church up and you know and hold them hand by hand and they're, they're recovering. But mm-hmm. you know they were running three hundred in Sunday school and all of a sudden they had twenty. Wow, you know and so you know the devil is always on the move. There's something happening. Uh, one thing that I learned, my wife says I have AD something or other. Yeah. <laughs> you know uh, we can look at what's going wrong. Or we can look at how good God is, right. and, and we can trust Him and, and just move forward. And if we keep that, uh, He shows us the way. You know? Right, right. Yesterday's gone. Christ is not coming yesterday. Right. He's coming in the future. So, you right. Know, he, his command was us to be ready. Go you ye there for?
1: Yeah. Well, you you shared a lot of sound like victories, but if you yeah. could pick out one victory of all the things you've done, what would that be? Well, there's none that I've done. Well, I'm, exactly. I'm very careful
0: yeah. about that because the devil so r- rushes our minds with pride. Um, in 2009, mm-hmm. after pastoring a year uh, and coming to this retreat, and Jeannie Davis was first-time speaker for mm-hmm. the ladies, um, she shared a message of salvation. Mm-hmm. And my wife, who had worked in churches, for quite some time, had led children to Christ, had went to youth camp and ministered, is working in a, a ladies' ministry, yeah, gave her life to Jesus right here at this retreat. Awesome. And I got to baptize my own wife <laughs> through the power of God yeah. in, uh, in March of two thousand nine. Yeah. So, well, that's that's amazing. It is. It yeah.
1: Is. Well, if you were we have a lot of pastors listening to this podcast, if you were to give them some advice to encourage them in some way, what would that be? Uh,
0: preach Jesus and tell the community, and, and encourage and equip the members and the attendees of the church. Um, quit worrying about who joins and who don't join. Quit worrying about um, things that that don't have a kingdom significance. And preach Jesus and share with the community. Yeah. Uh, there's a a group out. Of, I believe it's out of Saint Louis, Missouri, called Saturate USA. Because mm-hmm. people say we don't have resources, so this fella said, "I'll pay for." the gospel to go into every household all you have to do is contact me and i'll send you x number fifty thousand to our association mm-hmm. and it's got a little pack with a salvation track a dvd a jesus movie uh and a a door knocker for your church yeah and it's as easy as going to the mailbox you just go to the house knock on the door and yeah. we've done that every summer and uh, god is just so blessed that it may not be the person we talk to but somebody else right will come through your
1: door. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, now uh, you you probably are more uh, as a bivocational pastor. This is probably the most challenging thing, but I'm going to ask you. Okay. Uh, so, how important is it for a minister to get away and break away? You probably have differing opinions
0: um, between wives and husbands. Yeah. Because um, God will allow you to be consumed in the work of the ministry. And I don't mean the mundane every day, but just like when Elijah said he was tired and God said, I can make you run 40 days, mm-hmm. he really can, and he can give you that joy. But uh, it is it is good to spend some time and reflect each year. Right. Um, this this bi-vocational retreat helps us and then we try to do something in the summer as well yeah. uh, the pastors may not know about Carson Springs or Linden Valley
1: right.
0: uh, what a blessing that is for that we've, we've partaken in both and yeah. and how how good that is and easy that is right uh, to get away uh, there's also a, I, I recommend hobbies yeah uh, we live on a farm and yeah. we have cattle and goats and and sometimes my mind, can be uh, so cluttered and get so clear just in God's creation. Right. You know, hunting, fishing, golfing, something like that too. Yeah. And for ladies, I'm sure it's shopping or uh, some time away or stuff. So, right. uh, yeah. Do love your wives, protect your wives, yeah, and, and minister to them as well.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Randy, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes. I know we're kind of getting started with our uh, retreat here, and you've got a lot of things to do as well. So I, I appreciate you taking the time and just kind of sharing about your journey and, and uh, your ministry there at the church. Thank you for doing thank that. Thank you so much. If I could, thank the Tennessee Baptists for the bivocational
0: Pastors' retreats. My wife and I do serve on the council, yeah. but it's been a blessing to us, and uh, we're looking forward to everybody coming. If you've never been and you hear this podcast, check into it. Uh, a lot of us can't go to the summit because of our work schedules, right. but for us, this is our summit because we get to talk to a lot of the same people, plus get a lot of encouragement and
1: and a fun time right. fellowship. Right. Awesome. Glad you're part of this. Thank you so much, Kevin. If you're listening right now and and you uh, are enjoying our podcast, and you're listening maybe on iTunes or Spotify, please leave a comment or just follow us up. That will make uh, available for other people. to encourage them to listen to this great resource. If you have some questions for us, we would love to hear from you. If you have a question for Randy or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know.
0: Thank you for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast of TN Baptist Camps. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org or you can email us at CarsonPodcast at tnbaptist.org.